Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. We hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. I played that video because Christianity is a series of dad saves, isn't it? Come on, happy birthday. Can we just give Jesus three seconds of praise for being better to us than we deserve? Man, God God is good. The title of my message today is A Dad Who Saves. A Dad Who Saves. We've been finishing up three weeks of faith, and today we are going to end it uh, with a short, abbreviated message today. And then we've got a very special announcement. Uh, but I don't want today to go by without celebrating the faithfulness of God. And so you're going to hear a shorter message today. Uh, come back next week. We're starting a new collection. Um, and then I am excited to do this announcement that we, we got. And uh, just a lot of good things are happening. And that you can just kind of feel it. And, you know, we wobbled through Delta a little bit. But uh, eventually COVID's going to have an end date, but Jesus doesn't. Let's get excited about, about that one, and, uh, and I think there's many, many more good things and good years ahead of us to come. Our best days are ahead. In fact, we have a gift for you guys. Everybody take a wristband or two, um, and it's just saying best days ahead. Uh, it has been a weird season, but God has been faithful, and I'm not just saying that. It's not just cute. It's not just printed on a wristband. Uh, I live with hope. I live with some faith that the best days really are ahead, that the best days for the church, even though that it's going to be challenging, that the best days for the church, man, that's ahead of us, not behind us. The Bible says that we go from glory to glory. We might go through disaster, but I'm going from glory to glory. There is more that God wants to do in and through us, and he's not done yet. And if you're still breathing, that means God's got more for you. There's something more around for your family, your marriage, your life, your mind, your emotions in our church. Amen? And so that's what we're going to hang on a little bit today. So a dad who saves. I've got the text today is from Lamentations 3. And this is actually the text that the song Great is Thy Faithfulness was based off of. Anybody ever heard the old hymn Great is Thy Faithfulness, right? It's it's a classic. It's uh, Thomas Chisholm. Uh, was from Kentucky, was born, uh, check this out, in 1866 in a log cabin. And, and he uh, got saved at the age of 27. And after 30 years of serving Jesus, he writes a poem, and it's about the faithfulness of God. And he realizes, man, I've been serving Jesus for 30 years. He spent most of his life as an insurance salesman. And he's like, man, this one thing I can say about God is that God is faithful. And so he writes this poem, Great is Thy Faithfulness. Later it's put to music, and then a little-known ministry by the name of Billy Graham, right, come on, Evangelist Association, picks up the song, and then it becomes, you know, really well-known at that point. And it's, it's one of those, like, most beloved hymns. And, and Thomas wrote about 1,800 poems in his life. It was a side hustle for him. He just liked to write poems about God. And obviously this one is probably one of the most, most well-known. So man, you all thought God was going to bless your hustle, but maybe it's your side hustle, right? Come on, that, that's its own message and its own, its own thing. But Lamentations chapter 3, this is, this is the, the chapter that he bases off. He says, I remember my affliction and my wondering, the bitterness and the gall. Pastor Matt, I thought this was an encouraging message, right? Like, you always remember your bullies, don't you? Like sometimes you're like, man, who was, who was my friend in the seventh grade? What was their last name again? But you always remember the full name of your bullies, don't you? You always remember that. You remember the hard times, right? Every, everybody is wired like that. We remember the hard days. 
Verse 20, I, I well remember them, and my soul is downcast within me. Yet, everybody look at your neighbor and say, yet. Come on, say it like it's our third birthday. Say, yet. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It's good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. The Bible actually talks a lot about God's faithfulness. There's, there's a few that I want to show right now. Deuteronomy 7 says, God is a faithful God. His faithfulness reaches to the clouds in Psalms 36. He's a faithful creator, 1 Peter 4. It says his faithfulness is in the congregation of the saints. And so his faithfulness, guys, is, is among us as we celebrate three years. Uh, he's faithful to forgive, 1 John. Aren't you grateful that God is faithful to forgive? Come on, you know you act a punk sometimes, and God is faithful to forgive. He's faithful who promised, the Bible says in Hebrews, he's faithful and will establish you, 2 Thessalonians. His faithfulness surrounds him. His faithfulness will not fail in Psalms 89. He extends his faithfulness every night. He's a faithful witness in Revelation. His commandments are faithful in Psalms. His counsel is faithful in Isaiah. Revelation 19 11 says when he comes back, it's written on him. He's faithful and true, the one who is faithful and true. I'm grateful today for a faithful God. It's been a season, but God has been faithful. You know, when COVID first broke out, we just bought a house. We just moved in. I was actually moving when we got the call. Um, and, and, of course, the first thought is, like, what have I done? I just bought a house, and now the economy's going to crash. And, you know, and, then, and then actually did the opposite. So, hello, you know, holler at your boy. Like, that was great. But I remember then the second thing is after the worry about my house, I thought, uh, I can't meet at the, the school anymore. What are we going to do? The church is down. We were down for about nine months, digital. You know, and I remember just being very, very worried about how are we going to get this. And, and, and I remember the Holy Spirit, I, just that still small voice. I really felt the Holy Spirit was like, you're going to be better on the other side of this than you are even right now. And I just held on to that still small voice, that still small word. God, you're going to get us through this because you are faithful. And looking out today, it almost wants to bring me to tears. God has been faithful. He's been good. Like something is coming, and it's just it's starting to get exciting. You know, I woke up this morning, and I was like, I'm excited to go to church today. Like I just, there's an expectation, you know, and not just charity's crushing it, you know, like hello, but Kevin's testimony was encouraging. And if you got nothing out of that, that was great, man. Those biceps, though, bro, like, man, he's taken, ladies, he's taken. Okay, I'm sorry. Great is his faithfulness. Uh, a few years ago, right, this is actually right before COVID broke out too, so early 2020, my, my brother, who's in the house today, this is my brother Charles there, that good-looking pirate over there, and uh, uh, he, he actually just finished a children's book. He just wrote a children's book, and he was down here uh, filming, and uh, really, really cool. So my kids got to be in that and, and many others, and, and, um, and so yeah, check that. How can they buy a book? How can they buy that book? It's not published yet. We'll let you know, okay? Yeah, we'll let you know. It's, it is done. It's, it's exciting. It's, it's a book about how kids process their emotions. 
Really, really, really proud of him. And uh, so, but he came down a few years ago, and we we're like, hey, let's let's go rent a boat, uh, a little speedboat, and let's go out in the ocean and let's do some diving together. And that sounded really fun. You can you can of course like you know rent like a charter, but after a while that gets kind of boring because you want to go where you want to go, right? And so you know, I was like, yeah, Charles, I've done those reefs before. It's fine. We'll figure it out. It, you know, and it, and it would have been fine, except neither one of us have ever taken a boat on the Atlantic before. In fact, it's been like 20 years since I've even taken a boat on a lake, okay? And so, so we get out there, and, uh, and so first of all, we didn't really know how to start the boat, but then we figured that out. We started the boat, and we take off, and we're going, and we, we figure out the markers a little bit. Now we're out on the open ocean, and it's got a little GPS, and so we're trying to plug in the reefs that we want to go to, and a little choppy that day. We, we, we both ended up throwing up. It was super choppy. I'll spare you the details. And, uh, and so but we get out there, and then as we get out there, we're, we're confronted with this very real problem. Uh, you see, when, when you go out to a reef, there's a thing called a mooring buoy. There's, on the bottom, it is actually drilled in and anchored in the ocean floor and cemented. And so the anchor point is awesome. And then there's a line that comes up with a big buoy on it. And you're supposed to attach your boat to the buoy, that this mooring line, so that you don't drift away while, while you're diving or snorkeling or whatever. And, and so it's, it's very sound, very solid. It's a great thing. Neither one of us knew how to tie a mooring line. And so we do what any self-respecting adult would do. We go to Google and we YouTube. How do you tie a mooring line? Thankfully, we had service. Aren't you grateful for YouTube to teach you how to adult? We have all learned how to adult from YouTube. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but that is, that is the truth, right? I had to fix my washing machine the other day, and I was like, YouTube, like, come on, help me out. Like, I don't want to pay a service person. I got this. So, It's actually called a cleat, right? You, you attach it. It's a cleat knot, and it's like a little figure eight kind of thing. I actually have a picture of it so you can see it. There it is right there. So it's like this figure eight thing around a cleat, and, and you tie it. And so we literally Googled, how do we do this? And we're following YouTube along, pushing pause, you know, and then and doing it. And then we finally figured it out. We're like, okay, good, let's gear up, and, and we go under. Now, while we're diving... Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's rough seas, and so, like, every few minutes, I'm looking to make sure the boat is still there. How many of you know that I'm not nervous about the, the anchor? I'm nervous about my knot. I'm not looking down to see if the mooring line is moving. I'm looking to see if the boat is moving. I am proud to say that our knot held, and our boat didn't drift away, and we survived, Okay. It would have been more exciting if the boat drifted away, I know. But thankfully, the, the YouTube worked and the knot held. But, but here's, here's what I want to say. You don't have to worry about Jesus, your anchor. You need to tie yourself to the mooring line. Come on, give Jesus two seconds of praise for that. You focus on tying yourself up to Christ. You don't got to worry about the anchor point. You don't have to worry about that line. He is anchored. Your anchor is sure. You tie yourself to Christ. Tie yourself to Jesus. Here's what I found. The, the anchor is sure, but the current will never stop. You can never stop temptation. You can never stop. All you can do is tie yourself to Christ. You can never stop challenges and circumstances and problems, but you can tie yourself to Christ. This morning, can I just encourage you for the last five seconds, tie yourself to Jesus. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what the winds and the waves and the currents are doing in your life. But I can tell you your anchor point is sure 
Tie yourself to Jesus. He won't move. Is you're not secure. Tie it up and tie it up good and strong. It won't go anywhere. This morning as I, as I close, and we're going to make this announcement, I, I really want to celebrate God's faithfulness in a few areas. And, and number one, I'm grateful for God's shelter. I'm grateful for his shelter. I brought an umbrella this morning to give you one little illustration to go home with. This is not my umbrella. I stole it from GP, and I'll, I'll give it back when I'm done. But how, how many of you know when it rains? When it rains, we bring out an umbrella, don't we? Why? Because we don't want the elements to get on us. How many of you know that Christianity, we're not just an echo of the culture, we're an alternative of this culture. And when the culture gets toxic, it's time to get under the shelter of Jesus. The Bible actually says that he is a tower and the righteous run into him and they are saved. Come on, the elements are around us, but they're not on us because of Jesus. This is a house of love. It's a house of grace. It's a house of mercy. It's a house of diversity. When others tell us we can't get along, we're under the banner of Christ's love. Just say amen to that. Because we're doing what the world says we can't do. Love each other well. How do you do that? You're under the banner and the shelter of Jesus. There's equal footing at the cross of Christ. Sinners in need of a Savior full of the love of the Holy Spirit. The Bible says when you get saved, God takes the Holy Spirit, sheds his love abroad. How do I love my brother, man? It's Jesus. We're under the shelter. Second thing, we're, we're, we're grateful for God's provision. God has been faithful to provide in this season, and I'm so grateful. Miracle after miracle, he provided us new space, right? He, he provided the resources. He, he's, just, he's just been good with provision. I'm grateful that he's faithful to provide. Like the song says, his eye is on the sparrow. And he said, aren't you even worth so much more than these? If I can clothe the lily in the fields, I'll take care of you. We're resting in God's provision. We're grateful for his provision. He's been faithful. And and the last thing I want to celebrate today, I thought, hey, third birthday, three quick things to celebrate. God has been faithful with its architectural skills. Jesus said, I will build my church. To me, the thing that gets me most excited is the people around me. Just look around and smile real quick. The thing that gets me most hype about this church are the phenomenal people in it that God has called to build his house. Because there's nothing more important than the people in God's house. God has been faithful to me. He said, I will build my church. And the people God has brought us is just incredible. Businessmen and women and, and dentists and lawyers. And God is just it's in craftsmen, and I'm just blown away with the quality of people that I'm surrounded with. You know, it's just I'm grateful what God is doing and who he's bringing. We're building a loving community so we can go and love on our community. These are our streets. Amen. These are our streets. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing week.